Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it is August 13th, it's 2019, and we have 15 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my bearded brother, Genie for 07 Grant. How are you doing, my friend? I'm not doing too bad. I'm staying over at my buddy's place, and, and the, one of the cats got out, and so I've been searching for a cat most of the day long. Turns out he's just hiding in another backyard. Still can't get into the house, so I'm in the in a room with another cat recording this while we're hoping that the cat comes back into the house. And that's been my day. Oh, also, I, I did decent DFS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I ended up not playing a ton of DFS. Like, I just couldn't build anything that I liked, and I should have just rolled with it because I like the Blue Jays a lot, and they scored a, a jillion runs. But, um, yeah. You know, it's one of those days ready to move on to the next day and, you know, break down this next slate. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Roto-Grinders links. That way you get three months of Roto-Grinders premium for Fantasy Draft. Plus, you'll get all the cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. They got a bunch of stuff going on over there right now. A bunch of NFL stuff, some preseason, free roll stuff, all all kinds of stuff. So if you want to check out their product, they have an NFL preseason free roll on Thursday. Um, you can enter it three times, which is awesome. And uh, the first, the top 250 people will get a $20 ticket into their millionaire, um, the million, the Hooters million. So make sure you're checking that out and uh, give them some love over there at Fantasy Draft. Awesome supporters of the podcast. So make sure to go take advantage of a free roll. Is it weird that I used to order takeout from Hooters? No. Kind of. I love their wings, just I don't want people talking to me while I have a pound of wing sauce on my face. You know, like the original Hooters is in Daytona. I don't know if it's the original Hooters, but like Daytona wings that are on the menu are, are because of Daytona Wing House. Mm-hmm. Neato. So if you ever come down to this Florida way, we'll have to go to the Daytona Hooters and um, try the, the, the Daytona wings in Daytona. There you go. Done. You got me convinced. All right, let's jump into this slate. A lot to talk about, a lot to, t- lot to cover. Uh, we get started with Cincinnati at Washington. We got Alex Wood against Joe Ross. Pick him game with a 10.5 total here. Any interest in Alex Wood? I mean, not really. They have a five-replied run total against me. He's 8-2. may only get up to, like, 90 pitches. I don't think they're going to work him too hard, so I don't expect him to go that late into the game. It's not in a great ballpark. Like, he's fine. I don't know if I'll X him out entirely, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to try and play him. He's just in a weird price range where I may end up with him in one lineup, but I'm not suggesting him, essentially. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not, like, super concerned here, but my biggest issue with Washington against lefties is they just don't strike out. So when you're looking at this team and you're looking at Alex Wood – he really hasn't put together big strikeouts against righties. There's going to have be a you know probably six at least six righties in this lineup. So for me, um, I think that this is a spot I stay away from Alex Wood. Um, Joe Ross on the other side of this game, he's been decent against righties, but he's really struggled with lefties. 
not a spot that I think I'm going to take a shot here on Joe Ross. I mean, the big thing is he's cheap, and there's some strikeouts in this lineup. There are better cheap options. There are absolutely better cheap options. But on a slate where there's two guys who are not cheap that you want to get in there, um, I think you can think about Joe Ross. I'm not really suggesting it, but I think you can think about it. One of my favorite pitchers on the slate's under 7K today. So, ooh, yeah. So, um, I, I just I, I don't see myself using Ross, but I would probably use Ross before I'd use Sparkman and some of these other guys. But I, I think if I'm going to pay all the way down, it's going to be a lefty against Texas at 4600. So, um, let's talk bats here. What are we looking at here for the Cincy bats? I mean, Ross hasn't been great to either side of the play. He's been a lot better against righties than he has versus lefties. Um, I think that, I mean, Van Meter is cheap at 3.9K. Uh, Winker is cheap at 3.8K. Votto is not bad at 4K. Um, Aristides is just going to hit a home run. It's just going to happen every single game. Um, so he's very much in play. I will not talk you off his eight or 700 ISO versus righties. Um, if you think it's going to continue, which... If he actually hits the ball, it's probably going to happen. Um, so those would be the guys that I look at. I mean, if you really want to do a stack, it's not a bad idea. They have over a five implied run total. Ross would be great. Washington Bullpen is not great. They're cheap enough that you can work with them pretty easily. But uh, it's mostly the lefties and Aristides for me. Yeah, Aquino, um, Van Meter, Winker, same, pretty much the same guys I talked about yesterday. Um, I'd go right back to the well on those guys if I was going to play any of these uh, Reds bats. As far as the Washington side of things, like Anthony Rendon against a lefty, like he, he's been crushing lefties all season. The interesting thing here is he's priced up like cores, so he's probably not going to be that popular. Yeah, yeah, he's a decent GPP play. I mean, uh, he's a, a good pivot off of either Arenado or Escobar, uh, um, like slightly cheaper. We don't know if they're going to be – or if they're going to hit a home run. I mean – Gallon and Gray are decent pitchers, so finding decent pivots off of cores whenever there are good pitchers there is never really a bad idea. But outside of him, no one. Yeah, I don't mind Dozier if he's really cheap. He's cheap. He's super cheap. I hate it. Yeah, like he's 3,400. If he's back in the lineup, um, he was a little sick on Monday. So if he's, out, if he's back in the lineup, he's 3,400. Um, any of the cheap righties, you know, I don't hate those guys, but it had, you know, it's a ten and a half total. Like we, we, you know, got to give some stock into this game because it should be a high-scoring game. Yeah. Uh, we got the Cubs and the Phillies ten total. Jose Quintana against Jason Vargas. Quintana's a one twenty-six favorite here. Um, you know, when we look at Philly, they have a lot of guys in this lineup that hit left-handed pitching. I think this is a spot you probably take the take the pass route on Jose Quintana. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm going to use them versus Phillies. I mean, they do have a decent decent amount of strikeouts at the bottom of the order, but that's that's really it for me. I mean, Katana's cheap enough at 7.6, but I, I don't think I'm going to use them. Yeah, I just I just don't like the spot for him. Um, recent form for Quintana has been a little bit better. Um, he's looked good in the last couple starts, but, you know, it's still – he's a guy that's, you know – been struggling throughout the second half towards the end of the first half as well. Um, Vargas, your boy, the, I never get blown up Vargas 6,900, um, got blown up last time, not technically got blown up, but did not pitch well against Arizona last time out. Do you have any interest here in Vargas against the Cubs? 
I don't play Vargas on the Phillies anymore. Um, he was a, he was a Mets pitcher and the Cy Young contender. Um, now, now I don't think I'm going to play him over in Philly. But I mean, he's not as good as Stevie's favorite pitcher on the slate, and he's more expensive than a better pitcher on the slate. So I don't think I'm going there. Yep, my guy is actually cheaper than him. So I think you kind of figure out who I like. No, I knew. Um, um, as far as the Cubs bats go here, um, you know, obviously like we have to look at Nick Castellanos, 4,500 batting second on the road. Um, good ballpark for, for home runs here, more for lefties and righties, but Nick Castellanos, uh, Baez, um, Bryant, I don't hate any of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's Castellanos, Bryant, Baez. That's it. Uh, the three power hitting righties going up against Vargas who, against righty, still gives up a decent amount of fly balls, decent amount of hard contact. Uh, Castellanos is probably too cheap for how good he's been. Same with Bryant. Um, Baez is probably appropriately priced. Um, but all three of those guys are very much in play. Outside of them, there's no one I want to play. Um, as far as the Phillies go here, you know, Hoskins, Singura, Romuto, Kingery, Sean Rodriguez, all these guys have been really good against lefties this season. They all pop. They all have over 200 ISOs. They all have over 350 Wobas. So I, I don't mind looking at some Phillies bats here. They could potentially be lower owned. And, like, you're not paying over 4500 for any of these guys. So, like, this stack and, and Hoskins, um, like, it, it makes a ton of sense to maybe like a three-man on, on the second half of your, you know, your stack. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I'm all in for Hoskins and his 453 Woba versus lefties. 300 ISO. Gosh, that guy is good at baseball. Um, but yeah, outside of him, like pretty much you look at the one through seven in this order versus lefties and they all have over a 200 ISO. They all have over a 350 Woba, most of them close to 400. They have a five implied run to or 4.8 implied run total. So I think that they're going to be pretty sneaky and they're all pretty affordable. Hoskins at 4.1 K, Segura at 3.8, Real Muto 4.1. Like all these guys are cheap. Um, I still don't imagine they get that much ownership on a course slate, but if you want to do a nice little double stack and be able to pay up for a good pitcher, like Philly's the way to go. I really like Philly today. Texas at Toronto. We got Lance Lynn against Thomas Pannone. Um, any interest here in Lance Lynn? I mean, game theory probably says yes, play him. Um, there are now a few lefties in this lineup, but even the lefties strike out at a big clip versus – um, righties, like there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup, but there are three guys or two other guys in incredible spots, and Lynn's just a little bit too expensive. I mean, maybe in big field, big big field GPPs, Lynn's in play, but you're not playing him over Cole or Kirsch. Yeah, and you could even make the argument for playing Bellinger or not Bellinger, Clevenger um, over Lynn, like. I like Lance Lynn and I've respected his game for a long time. And I know he's, you know, put up at least 25 DK points now in four straight games, but you know, it, it's just a tough ask at 11 three. He's probably cheaper on Yahoo. He's probably cheaper on FanDuel. Like that's probably where I'd get my exposure to him. Um, I don't think it'd be on DraftKings or fantasy draft at his current price. Not a bad spot by any means. I'm not going to go out and stack bats against him. Um, Texas has been awful, uh, this season against lefties. If, if we're looking to punt, you know, if we're looking to play some expensive bats, like I think Pannone 4,600, 
he's a guy that if he's pitching well, will go 80, 80 plus pitches. Like I think we got to consider him a little bit here, right? I don't, I don't want to consider Panone, but he's absolutely the best point per dollar play on the slate. Um, Texas just strikes out. It's such a massive clip versus lefties, 25% in the lineup. And while he may have a 5.5 XBIP, he still has a 22% K rate going up against a team with a massive K rate. Like he may give up five runs, but still come out of it. Okay. At 4.6 K, this is too cheap. He's, he can absolutely mow through these guys. Like he can really just mow through every one of them. And versus lefties, he's actually been a lot better. He doesn't lose control too much with them. So the lefties in the lineup, um, he should be able to mow through. And then like, he's just too cheap at 4.6 K. He might be my most owned pitcher. And honestly, like he's just the easiest way to get in high price, higher price bats along with a high price pitcher. So I got to imagine he's at shock tomorrow. I'm, I'm just going to eat it. Yeah. Like we have so many good pitching options over 10 K today. Like, you know, Herman against Baltimore, Boyd against Seattle, um, Cole against the White Sox, Lynn against Toronto, um, Kershaw against Miami. Like there's five, six, maybe seven options up towards the top tier today. So like it, it makes sense to, you know, have him in your player pool for sure. As far as the Texas bats go, Pence and Santana have hit left-handed pitching. They've been the two guys. They either strike out or hit the ball hard. So, if you want to play anybody from Texas, it'd be those two guys. But I wouldn't go too crazy here. Yeah. I mean, Odor may have good numbers versus lefties, but I don't think I want to use him. Um, like, if he's – if Panone's going to be real chalky, um, this bullpen is terrible. And, like, playing some of these lefties may not be a terrible idea. Um, you can go with Odor and Chu and stack this game up as a – Leverage spot if Ponone is going to be like 25% owned. It's still over in Toronto, so it's still in a good ballpark. And on top of that, like Ponone may only go three innings or so like he did in the last game. Um, in which case, get the terrible Blue Jays bullpen right afterwards and then maybe just random guys coming in to – random position players to go in and pitch relief. So, I mean, as much as I love Ponone, I am probably going to have a Texas stack too. Hedge stacks are always fun. Um, so I don't hate that idea for sure. Um, as far as the Toronto bats go, they kind of get discounted a little bit here for the Lance Lynn matchup. Like, is this a spot we could potentially look at them to be different or are we just, there's too many spots on a 15 game slate. Lynn's been too good. Don't bother. Yeah. It's kind of where I was at. Like the discounts fun and all they, they got all their runs on Monday. So, I mean, you can go, um, Boba Fett as Roth likes to call him. Um, He's probably going to get a home run. Like someone, he can hit a home run. The Lance Lynn can still play well. That's true. Baltimore at New York, nine and a half total. John Means against Domingo Herman. Herman is a minus 310. 310. Um, any interest here in John Means? I could see Yanks. No, not a chance. Um, there's also might be some weather here. Yeah, it's a stay away spot for me. Um, Herman, you know, a guy that has a 25% K rate plus, um, you know, almost a 13% swinging strike rate gets a Baltimore team that, you know, does strike out a bunch. If the weather holds off here, um, any interest in him? I don't think so. I mean, it's just such a angering slate that there's Garrett Cole 
and Kershaw going against the White Sox and the Marlins. And then we have Amon going up against the Baltimore Orioles and Lynn going up against a highest strikeout Toronto team. But I don't think I can get away from the top two guys. I mean, if there's no way that I can change my lineup up to get Kershaw or Cole, then yes, he's in play. It's looking like it's going to be clean. This is not a good lineup, and there's a good amount of Ks in it. But I, I, I do not want to play anyone outside of the top two if I'm paying over 10K or more. See, I like Matt Boyd a lot, too, and we'll talk about him here in a few minutes. But Boyd just, um, just crushed my soul the last few times I've played him. Yeah, it's fine. It's DFS. Um, what, what have you done for me today, not yesterday? Um, Baltimore Bats, anything? Like, it, it just – I think they're a stay away today. Good pitcher, good bullpen, bad bats. Yeah, I don't want to use any of them. As far as the Yankees go – you know, any any of the righties are in play here. You know, means the guy when we're looking at his numbers this season, he gives up plenty of um, you know, hard contact and fly balls to righties, you know, so I think that this is a spot where he, even his ex fip suggests that like he's running a little pure. So like any of these guys are, are fine. Um Judge is still forty four hundred, Torres is forty four hundred. There there's plenty of ways to get some Yankee bats in here. I mean, someone's gonna hit two home runs. Yeah, LeMahieu, Judge, Urshela, Sanchez, Torres, Didi, all very much in play. I mean, maybe not Didi as much because it's lefty-lefty, but you need a round-ass stack, that's fine. But all these guys are in play, and Judge, Sanchez, and Torres are all way too darn cheap. Um, yeah. Moving on, Boston at Cleveland, another game you're going to have to watch the weather a little bit. Um, Chris Sale against Mike Clevenger, eight and a half total. Pick them game. Um, any interest in, in Sale here? I mean, if I'm going to pivot off of someone or off the top two guys with someone, it's probably going to be Sale because of his price tag. It's not a good matchup for a lefty. There's not a ton of strikeouts in this, but this is Chris Sale. And he's going to come in at like no ownership. And big field GPPs. Yeah, he's even small field GVPs. You can get away from the top two guys. Uh, like it's just he's got thirty five percent K rate, and he's going to go what four percent owned, five percent owned maybe. So anytime you get that situation, even if it's in a tough matchup, yeah, you can absolutely use him. Um, yeah, it's like. I don't know. It's just one of those spots where, you know, both these pitchers are going to be low on because we have so many options and they're facing good teams. And, you know, Cleveland doesn't strike out a lot. So, like, taking a shot on sale, taking a shot on Clevenger is kind of interesting for tournaments. Like, Clevenger, when we look at it, the dude has a 41.8% strikeout rate against righties this season, facing a team that almost all of their power comes from the right side outside of Devers and Ben Attendees. So, uh, Clevenger's interesting too. Like, if these guys are going to come in at really low ownership, they're interesting for large field tournaments. Yeah, there is so many good pitching options, but I think I'd go with Sale over Clevenger. I mean, Clevenger's fine, uh, but I see more upside with Sale and an easier matchup. But yeah, I don't mind the Clevenger call. Yeah, it's just more of playing the ownership game on two guys that could potentially break the slate that would be low on. So, um, I want no bats from this game. Anything that you want to say for bats? No, I don't want to. I mean, 
I would say Fran Mel. I mean, Sale can still give up bombs and he's 3.3K, but that massive K rate going up against him, he probably won't put a ball in play. Yeah, I just – honestly, there's just so many spots in the slate that I just don't feel like I have to – I have to go this way. So, that's just one of the reasons that I think I'm just going to stay away here. Yeah. Um, all right, Seattle at Detroit. Kikuchi against Boyd. Nine total. Boyd's a 168 favorite. Um, any interest here in Kikuchi? I hate playing Kikuchi, but, I mean, he's cheap. He's super cheap against a terrible Detroit team. Yeah, he's in play. I mean, if you don't want to play Panone, play Kikuchi. Um, there's better guys in the mid-7K range that we'll get to later, but there's three or four guys under – or there's three guys under 6K that I'm considering playing, and Kikuchi's number two on the list, and – Detroit has a five implied total, so that should tell you something. But in all reality, a lot of that's attributable to the bad Seattle bullpen. I mean, Kikuchi's not a great pitcher. doesn't have a huge amount of upside in most matchups, but this isn't a normal matchup. There's a lot of Ks. There's a lot of bad bats. And, I mean, he's got stuff that got him paid big bucks coming over here. And so, like, he put up 20 in the last game. It's possible he does that again, and you want one of the other top price arms. So, yeah, Kikuchi's in play. Never feel good about it, but, you know, there's a lot of things we don't feel good about in DFS, and we just do it because of the matchups. So, um, just one of those things where, like you said, if you're not playing Pannone, you're you're probably taking a shot on Kikuchi. Going to the other side of this game, Seattle's one of the worst offenses in baseball now. They're going to roll out four or five potential lefties here against Boyd, and Boyd's very dominant against lefties. Like, he's good against – or righties, but he's dominant against lefties. And if they roll out this Smith, Crawford, Vogelbach, Seeger, D. Gordon lineup, like give me all the Matt Boyd. I just can't do it with Sale, Clevenger, Kershaw. Like I hope a lot of people think that way. Between Sale and Boyd today, one percent, two percent, maybe. Yeah, I don't think it'd be anything like super crazy. I don't know. I'm not going to talk you out of it, but like just, there are some guys that have some power in this lineup here. I mean, Murphy, Vogelbach, Santana, Seeger, Nola can all hit bombs, and Boyd struggles giving up the home run ball. Um, it's being played over in Detroit, which is a little bit better of a hitter's ballpark than Seattle. I'm not going to play him. I don't mind the call, but I'm not going to play him. Yeah, and I kind of hope that's how everybody feels. <laughs> Like, sign me up. Uh, it's Like, if the lineup comes out and all those lefties aren't in there, you play the other guys that are in that price range. It's, it's that simple. But if this lineup comes out and those lefties are in there, like, Boyd could put up 30 at 10.3 and beat all these guys. So, like, he, he just dominated this team recently, too. Um, so, you know, if they have all those lefties in there, I'm going to load up on Matt Boyd. Seattle Bats, anything can, kind of standing out to you here for Seattle? Murphy. Um, I mean, Boyd gives up bombs. Like, I don't mind targeting cheap power bats versus Boyd. So, Murphy, Nola, Santana even. Like, they're all under 4K. I like all of them as one-offs. Um, and Vogelbach, if he's in the lineup, I don't mind him either. I mean, Boyd has been better versus lefties. He's more of a ground ball guy. But Vogelbach can still hit a bomb off of him. So, um, yeah. Yeah, like, they're so cheap. It's going to be hard to get a cheap bomb, and 
Boyd can easily give you one. Fair enough. Um, Detroit bats here against Kikuchi. Like, you know, Castellanos is gone. Like, <laughs> who are we playing now for Detroit against the lefties? Uh, Dixon, but he's 4.1K. Like, uh, I don't know. That's kind of an ugly price tag for a punt, potential punt play. I mean, you can go with Lugo at 2.8K if you really need some price savings. I mean, he's going up against terrible, <laughs> terrible pitchers, um, both in starting and bullpen. He's so cheap. Like, I don't mind him as just a punt and maybe take your zero. Uh, but outside of him, yeah, I don't think I'm going with anyone. Yeah, like nothing really standing out to me. Um, like even like Jacoby Jones, like he's another guy. He fractured his wrist. He's probably out for the season. Like um, Demi Wright, maybe at 3.7K. Like he's a guy, a, a young kid that has pop. So maybe him. But, you know, I'd want him to be a little bit cheaper than 3.7K. Like it, it's not the worst price drag in, in the world, but uh, maybe he's cheaper on like a FanDuel or Yahoo. Dodgers and Marlins, eight total. Kershaw, Yamamoto. Uh, Kershaw's a 260 favorite here. We've kind of already hinted at the fact that he's in a great matchup, getting a massive ballpark, you know, jump here. What are we doing with Clayton Kershaw? We're playing a lot of him. Um, I prefer him to Cole. He's a bit cheaper. He's been striking out guys at a much higher clip recently. I mean, you look at his game log, the last, what, four or five games, nine strikeouts, five, nine, ten. Seven, nine, seven. And one of those was at Colorado. He's been a lot better recently. Miami is absolute trash. They don't walk at all. So Kershaw being an already low walk rate guy is going to do well there. They don't have much power. They don't have much of anything. And they have a bunch of case in their lineup. So, yeah, Kershaw's my favorite play on the slate. And it's that simple. Yeah. Um Definitely don't hate it. You know, you talked about his recent surge and strikeouts, and it's good to see Kershaw pitching well. Like, um, he's certainly a guy that we all know he has the talent. There's no doubt about it. So, um, you know, he's facing Miami. Like, this team's just terrible. Like, there's – you know, the best hitter in this lineup against left-handed pitching is uh, Birdie. Like, that's how bad this lineup is. Um, Yamamoto on the other side, fraud. He's a fraud. Fraud. Yeah, he's a fraud. Play guys against him. Don't play him. Yeah, don't play him. I, I wish this game wasn't in Miami because I yeah. would definitely be loading up on these bats. It's just this game being in Miami, you know, it takes away some of this upside that, you know, Yamamoto gives up. He gives up a ton of fly balls. And his hard hit, hit rate is insanely high. But in this ballpark, you know, he can get away with it more than other places. Yeah, I mean, but you don't often, too often see a five implied run total for a team in Miami. Like, <laughs> Yamamoto's a fraud. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a not like they're play. overly expensive either. Yeah, I mean, Jock James probably fine. Seager's fine. Muncy's fine at 4.7. Yeah, but I just hate playing guys in Miami. I mean, honestly, you could stack them up, you could play them. I don't know if I will, just because. Like, in the long run, I always end up losing money if I play guys in Miami or in San Francisco. But, like, we've seen a few times this year where Miami teams in Miami have put up 11 runs. Teams in San Francisco have put up 11 runs. So, if you really want to take a shot on it, this is the type of magic where you can do it. 
and it's it's the Dodgers. It's not like some you know crappy team or anything. It's the Dodgers. We know the type of upside the Dodgers have in any matchup. So, um, I I got nothing on the Marlins though. Oh, that's all. That's a hard pass for me. Everyone should have nothing. Although Brinson is two K, so if you want a Mathis in the outfield, then you got it. There you go, you guys. Let me know how that works out for you. Um, I can tell you how it's going to work out. You get a zero for two K. Yeah, zeros, zeros all around. Um. All right, the Mets and the and the Braves nine and a half total. Zach Wheeler against Max Fried. Fried's a slight favorite here at one thirty. Um, any interest in Zach Wheeler on this slate? Like, if you can't get up to the eleven K guys, I guess fine. But it's not a particularly great matchup. Zach Wheeler can still give up bombs. He has been striking out guys, but I don't think he's worth it here. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to play Wheeler here. Like, this is a good lineup. Um, probably a pass for me. And then Max Fried's probably my favorite pitcher on the slate. Like, I love this matchup. I, I know when you pull up Woba's um, for this team against left-handed pitching, they're going to pop. Like, Rosario, Alonzo, Davis, Ramos, they're all good against lefties. Don't get me wrong, but he's a massive ground ball lefty that doesn't typically get blown up and – you know, he, he's a guy that I, I really like in this matchup at his price point. Yeah, I'm guessing seven innings, seven Ks, two home runs given up to Alonzo, but that's it. Hey, uh, can I just lock that in? Like, at 6.7, I'll gladly take that line. Like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, if we could only get that lucky to have um, – to know exactly what's going to happen before the slate even starts. <laughs> We knew it. We knew it was going to happen on Monday slate. Every pitcher was going to get rocked, and that's exactly what happened. So yeah, you knew exactly what you were getting out of your pitcher. About five points if you're lucky. Yeah. Can you just not go negative? <laughs> Honestly, um, when, when Cortez was at zero, I'm like, you know what? I'm still happy with this decision. <laughs> <laughs> um, any of these Mets bats that you like here? Alonzo. Um, yeah. Don't mind Ramos, but mostly Alonzo. Yeah. Um, Braves, you know, I don't ever hate Freddie. You know, he's really the the lefty bat. Maybe Albies, if McCann bats behind those guys, you can make it a three-man potentially, but I wouldn't go too crazy here with the Braves. Yeah, Wheeler's been a bit worse versus lefties, so I don't mind any of those bats, but not really a huge fan. Yeah, nothing really popping on this team today. Houston at Chicago, the second half of the doubleheader. It's a nine total. It'll be Garrett Cole um, versus Ivan Nova in the second half of this doubleheader. Um, Cole, minus 300 favorite against the Chicago strikeout heavy White Sox. Like, you know, where do I sign up? Yeah. I mean, the only reason I might not play go all in on Kershaw's, if I have a thousand bucks left over, I'm going up to Cole. Um, He's expensive. Yeah, no one's good in this team, though. None. There's Abreu, there's Jimenez, and Tim Anderson. None of them are that great at bats, and they all strike out at a decent clip. Everyone strikes out in this lineup a ton. Garrett Cole strikes out people better than anyone else. It's just that simple. I'm, I'm, if you throw in Brinson, you might be able to get both Cole and Kershaw into a lineup. Fun fact for you there. So just take your 100 points from the two and – have a hundred point night with your zeros from your bats. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Cole, you know, if you're not paying up for Kershaw, Cole is certainly an option. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as, you know, Ivan Nova goes, <laughs> that's that's my thoughts on Ivan Nova right there. Yeah, Ivan Nova versus Houston. No. No, he's bad. Houston's good. Yeah, Houston is so good. Um, easy, easy, easy stay away spot for me here uh houston bats like if we're looking to get off of cores um gotta we probably won't have this lineup before lock right like that that first half of the double header is kind of early in the day so we probably won't have this lineup so that could potentially give us pretty low ownership on these houston bats yeah um alvarez should be in the lineup i mean unless they throw someone else in the in the dh spot but i don't I don't think they're going to do that. I'm assuming they're just going to throw Alvarez in there. So I love Alvarez going up against a low K guy who gives up a lot of power to lefties. But Bregman, Brantley, Altuve, Springer, Correa, all very much in play, all a bit expensive. I'll probably stack them up once with a known Kershaw lineup and then take some bits and pieces from other spots. But um, these are all great plays. It's just tough to fit them, just like it is over in Coors. But honestly, I think I like Houston better than Coors today in all honesty. Um, realistically, just swapping out the Colorado lineup for the Houston lineup, I'd take the Houston lineup, and it's not really a great matchup for Arizona or Colorado. So, yeah, I will be playing some Houston bats. Fair enough. Um, nothing on the White Sox, right? You can take a zero for 2.4K with John Jay. You could take a zero for two point whatever K. I'm gonna have one Kershaw Cole lineup with a bunch of zeros in it. <laughs> Sign good. Let me know how that works out for you, Grant. Um, I told you I'll get a hundred points and then maybe twenty for my bats. <laughs> um, all right, Minnesota at Milwaukee. We got Martin Perez against Chase Anderson. No total on this game yet. Um, what are we doing here with Martin Perez? I mean, it's not an easy matchup, but he's 5.6K. I mean, he was good early on the season. He has not been great recently. But still, this is a slate where, you know what, anything can happen. It's a lefty going up against Milwaukee. Granted, it's in Milwaukee. But it's a lefty versus Milwaukee, which we know that we've seen decent outings from guys occasionally there. He's cheap enough with an average strikeout rate. I'm, I'm going to use a little bit of him. I think I prefer uh, both Known and Kikuchi, um, but Perez isn't too far behind. I mean, obviously I prefer Freed, but maybe a little bit tough to get up to him. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, Perez is in play. I'm not happy about it, but he's in play. Yeah, I don't love Perez, but I would rather just take the punts and be done with it. But, like, he, he's cheap, and we know he has a little bit of upside somewhere in that um, – Lefty arm of his. Chase Anderson on the other side of this game, he's been really decent against lefties. You know, we, we've highlighted why many times the change up um, against lefties, but he continues to struggle with righties. Like, the only thing that he has going for him here is this team's losing their DH, and Cruz probably won't be in the lineup. Do you take a shot on him here if it's all these lefties? Yeah, so he's the other guy that it's all lineup dependent. They realistically could roll out eight lefties or seven lefties against him in Snow. In that case, I think 
Chase Anderson pops way above Kikuchi and Perez. Um, if they throw some righties in there, that changes things. But, like, if this is a almost entirely lefty lineup, I mean, assuming Marwin and Blanco are going to be batting lefty, which they should be, um, like, I'd really, really like Chase Anderson. Like, Chase Anderson, if there's seven lefties, could potentially go up above maybe Max Freed for me. He's going to come in at lower ownership maybe. And he can dominate lefty-dominated teams, and he can still go far enough into the game to get you a good outing here and get 90 pitches, which is all you need at 5.8K. So look for the lineup. If it's lefty-dominant, hammer Chase Anderson into your lineups. Yeah, I like that call. Um, The more I think about it, the more I like it, just because of pretty much everything you're talking about. He is good against lefties, and – He's going to see quite a bit of lefties here. So uh, it makes a lot of sense to get some exposure to him if this lineup comes out with no Nelson Cruz, which it shouldn't. Like, he, I don't think he's played the field this season yet. So I highly doubt, like, we're going to randomly see him in the field for this game. So I didn't play the last – this last weekend. Is he still on the I.L.? Who, Nelson Cruz? Yeah, wasn't he on the I.L.? Oh, he is on the I.L. Boom! Got you good, Stevie. <laughs> I knew he hurt his wrist, but I didn't know he went on the IL. Um, yeah, he I don't, did. I don't play on the weekends, and they weren't on the slate yesterday. So, I'm going to take my free pass and, and run with it. So, he's not going to be in there. So, there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right. The Minnesota Bats, any of these guys um, standing out to you at all? Not really. I mean, Chase Anderson is good versus lefties. I can't – all of them are going to be priced up except for Gonzalez, who I don't want to play. Uh, so, no, I really don't want anyone. Maybe if maybe if Crone makes the lineup, I don't mind him. But if he's not in the lineup, then I'm not going to – I'm probably not going to use anyone. Yeah, if Sano is cheaper, you could play him, but he's so expensive. 4.9K. That's what I said. He's just so expensive. It's ridiculous. You can't even take a shot on that because he's so expensive. Um, Milwaukee bats here. Like, I think you can look at Kane, um, Hera, even Braun. It's just, you know, you're not getting a discount on a lot of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really it, but they're not cheap enough. And, there's a slate where you want to pay up for your SP1, so I don't think I'm using any of them. Yeah. Like, it, it's just a price thing when it comes to those guys. They're not what are the odds that one of – two of the guys up near the top don't score 30 points? Uh, it's baseball, and it's this season. So, I'd, I'd actually say the high, the odds of them getting broken or something. Is I'm not talking about the top two. Like, a 10K above pitcher, you have to assume with this many on the board – that at least two of them are going for thirty plus. Yeah, and like we're 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 people that preach cheap pitching all the time, but this time the not not the right slate to like take too many too many guys under ten k in some lineups. So yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like we have a slate where there's four guys, or if you go just to six point seven k, there are five guys that could all very easily end up with twenty points. Yep. So getting that and then your ace pitcher with just finding one or two cheap bats, this could be a fun one. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that's what we like to call it, fun. Um. <laughs> Until the game's actually starting, Kershaw's getting blown up in the second, and I threw my computer through a screen. <laughs> I uh, Like a porch, is that what you meant? Like a screen and porch? No, I meant like literally, I try to keep my windows open when I'm watching baseball with the computer around just in case I have to throw it through. That way, just break my computer and not also the window. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. <laughs> Moving on. We got the Cardinals and the Royals. We got Jack Flaherty against Glenn Sparkman. Uh, nine and a half total. Flaherty's a 210 favorite. Like, he's going to be a guy that, you know, is sometimes chalk and probably overlooked on this slate because of his price and all the guys. Like, do you have any interest in him here? You can. Again, I'm going all the way up to Kirsch, but he's in play. He's 9K and he – He's going to be facing a decent amount of varieties in this lineup. And it's not like the lefties are anything to worry about outside of Alex Gordon. I mean, O'Hearn has not been great this season. Nicky Lopez is just not good at all. Laura, I can't even remember how to pronounce his name. Is not good also batting in the bottom of the order. And then he gets a bunch of righties where he's got a 33% K rate at 270 Woba. So, like, he's in play. I won't talk you off of them, but I'm set in my ways of playing Kershaw or Cole or Sale. It's kind of how I feel. Um, probably find the extra money for like a, a, a Matt Boyd or Herman before I would take Flaherty, but I don't hate Flaherty here. Like there's so many good pitchers on this slate. We go from a slate yesterday that had absolutely garbage pitchers pitching to a slate that is just kind of loaded with pitchers here. So, um, any interest in Glenn Sparkman? Now, lightning struck once in one place. I'm not going to go out there and stand with, I don't know, Rod. I don't know what it is. I don't know why, what, how people try and get hit by lightning twice, but no, I'm not going with Sparkman. Hey, and his last name is Sparkman, which is kind of lightning adjacent. Oh, man, this podcast today. This podcast today. If you're watching on YouTube, you've seen a cat jump up like 10 times. Or if you just heard a cat meowing, that's my day as I'm sweating in this 80-degree room. You realize there's air conditioning, right? Yeah, except for then you can hear air conditioning on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's right above the desk. So if I turn it on, then you're going to be hearing cats and machines the entire time. Just think of it this way, Grant. When you get off the show and you're getting ready for to go to sleep, like you turn that AC on, it's gonna feel so good. You're gonna pass right out, like no problem. The other cat still hasn't come in, so I have to sleep out in the living room with the doors open to try and get my buddy's cat into the house. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, not going well today, guys. <laughs> um, any Cardinals bats that you like here? <laughs> uh, I mean, against Sparkman, any. Buddies in play, pretty much. I mean, it's not in a great ballpark, but Goldschmidt, with his heater over the last few months, 4.4K, yeah, he's in play. Uh, DeJong, Ozuna, is a little bit tough to pay up for, so it's probably just DeJong and Goldschmidt, but both of them are going up against a fly ball pitcher who gives up hard contact and strikes out no one. So, yeah, uh, Goldschmidt I like. Blast from the past, Matt Carpenter? Uh, I think he's just dead to me. <laughs> I played him so much this year. 
And every time I seem to fade him, he gets a home run. So now I can't even fade him entirely on a slate. He's 3.8K facing a guy with a really low strikeout rate if you want to take a shot. Like, I'm not going to talk you off of it. I don't know if I'd do it, but I, I wouldn't talk you off of it. I mean, when you can get a zero from Brinson, too, then I don't know why you'd pay the extra three one point eight k There you go. Um, as far as the Royals bats go here, you know, Alex Gordon, maybe. Um, like, they, they just don't have a, a lot of lefty power, but, you know, Alex Gordon's 3.7K. So, if you want to take a shot on Alex Gordon, I don't hate that. Yeah, yeah, it's Alex Gordon, and – that's that's probably it for me. I mean, O'Hearns is still one two point seven k. Like Flaherty does struggle versus lefties, so I mean, on a normal slate, I'd say give up by now. But on this slate where you need to save some money, there's so many good bets. I'm going to be using a lot of O'Hearn, and I'm. It's going to be another zero in my in my uh, Cole Kershaw lineup. He's going to be one of those zeros in all likelihood. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right. Course field. We got Arizona Diamondbacks, Colorado Rockies, 12 total. Zach Gollin against John Gray. Gray, a slight favor here. Um, Zach Gollin's a young kid. You know, this is going to be, I'm pretty sure, his first start in course. I don't think they the Marlins went there, right? Um, they might have. I think they did, but I don't think he was called up yet. I'll look that up here. Um, it's a tough place to adjust to. Like, I'm a I'm a I'm a huge fan of Zach Gollin. Talked about it a bunch. Um, but this is probably the spot. Like, he's a fastball curveball guy. This is probably a spot I stay away from him. I probably will too. I might have one share of him just because of his talent. The fact that Coors is probably going to be a bit chalky. Like, he's a guy that. Like, the big thing, like, he's going into Coors, and he's a wild guy with deceptive stuff. Like, he does not have good accuracy. He walks a decent amount of guys. So, going into Coors, honestly, I could see a decent game out of Gollum here. I could see seven strikeouts, one earned run in six innings here. Like, he's wild enough where he's not relying on pinpoint accuracy, which – if you're doing that with your breaking balls and everything in cores, it's not going to work out great. But like certain guys that get a little wild can absolutely do this in cores. And I think Gallon could be one of those guys. So I'm going to have a share to him today. I prefer Freed. I absolutely prefer Freed, but I'm going a little bit on a Gallon who's going to be unowned. And there's going to be five guys under 7K who are probably going to be 10, 15%. And you can get Gallon for two. And the guy's got great stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Um, he did not pitch here with the Marlins, so gotta get used to pitching here with Arizona. It seems like every other week they they're in cores. It feels like I know it's not that much, but it feels that way sometimes. Um, John Gray on the other side of this game, you know, we know what John Gray is. You know, he he's a really decent pitcher when he's not in cores. He's an average pitcher when he's in cores. Um, probably gonna stay away from Gray, but I, I'll be honest, like his price tag is very appealing at seven point three k. Yeah, the problem is we have a lot of appealing price tags at 7K and below, so I'm not playing gray. Uh, Arizona Bats, you know, obviously Marte, Escobar. Peralta had a stiff neck yesterday, was not in the lineup. If he's back, I don't mind him. Um, you know, honestly, like Jake Lamb, too. 4K for Jake Lamb in course. That's um, just silly. 
there's some cheap bats in course today. Like it's not hard to get a high end pitcher in course bats today. That, you know, out, outside of the top end guys, like there are some cheap guys. Daniel Murphy's like four point two K. Desmond's four point one K. If Alonzo's in there, he's three point seven K. Uh, Walters is 3.3K as a catcher. Like, there's cheap bats in course today, and, like, any of those guys are really in play. The high-end options are all in play as well. Yeah, yeah, you pretty much said it. Do not hate Jared Dyson. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast yesterday. Dyson's not a guy that's going to go out and get your home run, but Coors is a massive field. Uh, so, like, a, a double, a triple is is certainly in the, in the cards for Jared Dyson, and if he gets on base, he'll run, so – do not mind Jared Dyson. Um, let's move on. Oakland at San Francisco. Brett Anderson, Madison Bumgarner, eight total. Bumgarner a slight favorite here. Is Bumgarner just going to be one of those guys just forgotten about today? Like, I, I don't like him. I, I hate the matchup. Um, I, I don't like left-handed pitching against Oakland. But is he just going to be, like, absolutely forgotten about at 8.6K? There are so many guys that are absolutely forgotten about. We've named ten pitchers. Pitching is going to be really spread out today. Oh, my – it might not even be that spread out. It could just be Kershaw and uh, Cole, in all honesty. But we have 10 guys above – or 11 guys above 8.7K, all in great spots. And Bumgarner just happens not to be in a great spot. He's in play. I probably won't use him, but he's in San Francisco. He's going up against a – Lower strikeout team, but I can still go late into the game, hold them up to almost nothing. I don't mind it, but, again, there's so many guys that I would rather play at slightly more price. Yeah, it's kind of how I feel. It's just Oakland's really good against lefties, too. It's not the best ballpark in the world, but um, – not the best ballpark in the world for batters. But, like, I just – 8.6K, there's so many guys in this range I'd rather play more. Like, if Bumgarner was on Monday's slate, we've been talking him up pretty hard. Like, even Brett Anderson. If Brett Anderson was on Monday's slate, we've been talking him up. But Every pitcher, 8.7K and above, if we were talking about on yesterday's slate, we'd be talking him up really hard. Yeah, we just needed the schedule to fall a little differently. Um, Brett Anderson on the other side of this game, it's just there are so many people around him today that actually have some, you know, strikeout upside so a guy like Anderson, it's just more like – I don't think he gets blown up here, but on the flip side of that, I think he has zero ceiling in this spot too. Yeah, yeah, I'm not using a 12% K-rate guy even in San Fran. There's too many other options on the slate. Um, Oakland bats, anything here? I went backwards on pitchers, my bad. Uh, yeah, any, any Oakland bats that you like here? Chapman's cheap enough at 3.9K. But he's about it. It's a nice pivot off of Jake Lamb. I was going to mention him as well. Um, you know, if you if you want to pivot off of Lamb, Lamb's going to be pretty popular here today. So if you want to pivot off Lamb, three point nine k for Chapman is certainly nice price. Chris Davis is he won't be in the lineup, right? No DH. Yep. I don't have to worry about him. Um, thank you, <laughs> Giants. Anything here? Belt is cheap, but it's going up against the lefty. Posey's cheap at 3.4K. I mean, if you need some cheap bats, they're both in play, but they're not great plays. Yeah, if you end up in a price range on any of these guys, they're they're obviously okay. Um, I actually don't hate Brandon Belt, but it'd be more of a fantasy draft play. 
Like Anderson has a 9.4 K rate uh, against lefties. So like he's not going to go out and overpower any of these lefties. So I don't hate belt belts hit left-handed pitching for years. Um, Pirates and angels, nine and a half total Trevor Williams, Griffin canning, canning a 180 favorites uh, again, Grant, like couldn't like Suarez pitch today and like canning pitch yesterday, like canning's, you know, a guy that I like, he's 7.8 K. He's coming off of the IL, um, hasn't pitched in a couple days. Like, he's he's about a week behind his normal start. Um, I worry about pitch count for Canning in this spot. With him being a young, talented arm for the Angels, I don't know if they necessarily push him here. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's too many other good options, so I'm crossing him out, and I'm not playing Trevor Williams. I skipped over Williams on purpose. We're not playing him. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't skip over him on purpose. For some reason, I did that two times in a row. Maybe third time's a charm. Um, Pittsburgh Bats. Josh Bell's hitting the ball well again. Like, he hit a home run on Monday. Um, you know, hit two home runs on Sunday. If you want to play Bell, I wouldn't talk you off of it. You know, they really haven't. They've increased his price tag a little bit, but he's still 4.6K for a guy that has multi-home run upside. Like, he's still cheaper than he's been a lot this season. Yeah, I don't mind any power bats against Canning. Uh, the guy may have good strikeout stuff, but he still is a fly ball pitcher that gives up a lot of hard contact. So, Bell, Reynolds, Ozuna, if you really want. Like, all these guys are priced at decent spots where you can throw them into the lineup as one-offs. Um, as far as the Angels bats go, you know, Williams, a guy that, you know, you can target with lefties, you can target with righties. I don't hate Trout, Otani, Upton, Calhoun. Uh, I think it's an interesting little four man. Probably would play it more on the late slate than the main slate, but it's certainly a, a stack or a three man or a four man that nobody's going to play today. And they're facing Trevor Williams, and this ballpark's been good this season for bats. So, you know, Otani's 4.7. Calhoun's 4.2, like Upton's 4K, like they're still not overly expensive either. Yeah, and we're mostly talking about fantasy draft or fan duel if we're talking about all four of them, but going to full Angels outfield, it's not only fun to say, but uh, yeah, it's a good idea here. 5.3 or 5.5 implied run total. All these guys got big ISOs. All these guys are good hitters going up against a low strikeout rate pitcher. Trout's obviously amazing. But Otani, Upton, Calhoun's high strikeout rates is largely negated by the fact that they're going up against a low strikeout rate pitcher. Yeah, and like Angels in the outfield, man. I haven't watched that movie in forever. Right. Tampa at San Diego, last game in the slate here. We got Brandon McKay against Eric Lauer. McKay is a 120 favorite. They pushed him back a day to give him an extra day rest. Um, any interest here in McKay against the Padres? Not at 8K. Just not going to do it. I mean, guy's a good pitcher, but – don't know how late he's going to go into the game. Like, there's so many other options. You you need upside to win something on this slate, and he really doesn't have the most upside in the world, a guy that can't go over 100 pitches. Yeah, and, like, if he was pitching on Monday's slate like he was supposed to, I probably would have played him 100%. <laughs> yeah, we both. We all would have. So it's just a matter of slates. Like I probably won't play any bats against him, but I'm not going to play him here. Um, Eric Lauer, you know, we saw a decent game for Luke AC. Like he just kept walking people and, and missing the zone a lot. Um, still ended the game with like six strikeouts. I'm pretty sure. Like Eric Lauer is okay. Like there's just so many people in this price range today that I like more. Yep. I'm not going to use them. 
Maybe if you're playing on the late slate and you need an SP2, I, don't, I think he's probably in that conversation. I mean, but it's not like we don't have a bunch of other options on the late slate. Yeah, but, like, you know, you could obviously play, like, Canning Lauer, Canning McKay. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, there's so many options at every single time zone. This is ridiculous. So be ready to late swap based on ownership, guys. This is a good display for it. Um, let's see here. Anything can happen. Like a Pokemon set sold for over a hundred grand today. Like anything can happen. I mean, that's um, not surprising at all. I'd probably do that. I have a bunch of Pokemon cards. Somewhere. Oh, you think you're better than me? No, like they're, they're somewhere. Like I'd have to go find them, but like first edition Pokemon cards, like when I was like 13 years old or something like that. Anyway, um, not to sidetrack, any Tampa bats that you like here? No, in San Diego going up against the lefty. I mean, day or no, it's pretty much it. Um, at 4.3K is fine. Aguiar, fine at 3.7K, but outside of them, they're strictly price pl- price plays. Yep, that's, you know, Darno, but Darno's $1,000 more than Walters in course, so... Um, Padres, I, I don't want to pick on McKay. Like, if I was going to play anybody here, it'd be Tatis, Machado. That's it. Renfro. Yep. Yeah, just Power guys against lefty. They can hit the ball very hard. We want some runs. Home runs are important in baseball. Uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here for Tuesday. Um, give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. There's so many. I'm going to leave you freed, and I'm going to go with Pannone. All right. I'm definitely going to take freed. Give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. Matt Boyd. Taking one of my favorite pitchers. Yeah. Like, he's not – I was like, he's not in there? And then I realized that he's in my lineup right now. Um – Let's see. Give me Alex Wood. Um, over 4K to hit a home run that's not in cores. Who do you got? Pete Alonzo. All right. I'm going to go up and fire that Jock Jams tweet today. He, he's going to blast one against Yamamoto. First at bat. First pitch of the game. Boom. Home run. Like Under four. Under 4K to get two hits, not in course. Targeting Boyd again, Austin Nola. All right, give me Gene Segura against uh, Quintana. Give me a stack to score six or more runs. I am going to go – I'm going to go with Houston. Yamamoto is a fraud. He's a fraud. Give me the Dodgers. I like it. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? If you watch this on YouTube, you're welcome. If not, go back and watch it at 10 times speed and count the many times a cat pops up. I wonder how many times. Over, under, cat popping into the screen, 15 and a half. I'd take the over. It's probably close. So, If you didn't know, you can watch this on YouTube. We talked about it the last couple times. Go to Broto Grinders YouTube page. Subscribe, first of all. Like and comment. Um, I, I'm going to try to reply as much as I can to comments on YouTube, just like I do 
um, when it's on Rotor Grinders on the podcast page. So appreciate you guys watching. Appreciate you guys listening. Thanks uh, for hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Take it.